Amen. Praise the Lord. Good morning. Good morning. You are here with me, Jermaine Jackson, as we are preparing to go into yet another installment of Testimonial Tuesday. For this is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. I pray that as you hear my voice, as you may see my face in this uh, live broadcast, that you are in good health, that you are of a sound mind, and that you are just have a positive outlook as you begin to start your day. And so I think one of the best ways to start the day out is in prayer. One of the best ways to start the day out is in the word of God. Amen. There is a word on this morning. Amen. I thank God for his word. I thank God for this message on today, for this time of encouragement, uplifting um, and inspiration um, through the word of God here on Testimonial Tuesday. And I pray that as you join this live version, amen, or you may be joining me on the New Beginnings podcast, amen, uh, streaming live on um, StreamYard, uh, not StreamYard, excuse me. Uh, it's also on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Amazon, Google, and Our Heart Radio. New Beginnings Podcast with Jay Jackson. Jay stands for Jermaine. Um, you can find Testimonial Tuesday there. You can find me live on Facebook, on my YouTube page, uh, Jermaine J. Jackson. So if you don't want to watch the video, if you're a person, you might be driving in. Uh, go on my New Beginnings Podcast, and you can find Testimonial Tuesday, my interview sessions, Covenant Conversations, and the Celebration of Excellence. So multiple platforms, multiple ways that you can listen in and continue to support. Uh, go to that YouTube, like, and subscribe, and continue to hear uh, the content that is being put out. So we're going to get into the Word of God here. We're going to get into this message for the day. We're going to begin with the Word of Prayer. Gracious and Heavenly Father, Lord, I praise you, I mag you, and I thank and I magnify you, and I thank you, Lord, for all that you have done. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, for the name of the Lord is worthy to be praised. And Lord, I thank you, God, for blessing me to allow me to see this day, Lord, for giving me another opportunity to praise you and to lift you up and to exalt your name. Fathers, I come before you on this morning. I confess my sins. Forgive me, Lord, for anything that I have said or thought or even done that was not pleasing unto your eyesight, O Lord, that came contrary to your word, O God. Wash me in the blood. And as I confess my sins, I know that you are faithful and just to forgive me of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Oh, God, Lord, I come before you with a repentant heart, asking for forgiveness. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the shed blood on Calvary's cross. I thank you for the blood that has washed me, that has cleansed me and made me whole from the crown of my head to the very sole of my feet. Jesus, I thank you for the blood. Hey, glory be to your name, God. And Father, I just ask that you would have your way in this live stream, oh God. I pray that as the word proceeds out of my mouth, oh God, that it would touch someone, touch those that are hearing, touch those that are watching in every form, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. All praise, honor, and glory belongs unto you. And Father, I just give you praise. And I bind every attack of the enemy that come against your people on today. I bind every plot and scheme of the devil. He is defeated right now. He is under our feet and the blood is against him. But today is a day of victory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I declare that we are triumphant through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I declare the victory of God right now in the name of Jesus. And I give you all of the praise, all of the honor and the glory in Jesus name. Amen. So I truly give an honor to God who's ahead of my life. Thank God for you finding me saved, sanctified and filled with his precious holy ghost amen i want to give an honor to uh the pastors of the christian family worship center of uh, my home church uh pastor dr xavier menzies and pastor latonya menzies we are located christian family worship center at 6532 arizona avenue in Hammond, indiana 
please come through and join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. for our Sunday morning worship service. Amen. So let's get into this testimonial Tuesday topic on today. Now, originally, the subject that I had was how will you answer? But if you would allow me, if you've seen my post on Facebook, if you've seen the post on my Instagram, kind of putting a reminder out there to alert you that this episode was coming. It was how will you answer? But as I was sitting this morning, just reading over uh, the scripture, just kind of reading over my notes, just getting ready for this. The subject then changed to are you ready to evangelize? We're going to be in the book of Colossians, the fourth chapter, verses five and six. And it reads in the King James, walk in wisdom toward them that are without redeeming the time. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may not know how you ought to answer every man. And for your hearing, I want to also read that in the Amplifier. This is Paul speaking here in the book of Colossians. It says, conduct yourself with wisdom in your interactions with outsiders, non-believers. Amen. Make the most of each opportunity, treating it as something precious. Let your speech at all times be gracious and pleasant, seasoned with salt, that you will know how to answer each one who questions you. Amen. That's powerful. So when I begin to look at the scripture, it's taught Paul is here talking to the Colossians here in the word of God about evangelizing. In this Christian walk, in this walk with God, when you are a Christian, you also know that you are a minister. Now, when you hear the word minister, many of us think those that are up in the pulpit preaching, those that have the certificate. But the word minister means to serve. Jesus gave us commission to go into all the world and preach the gospel. We're supposed to spread the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So it doesn't matter about your title. It doesn't matter about your, your educational status. If you are a Christian, meaning that you have been saved by grace, that you have declared with your mouth that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, and you believe in your heart that God has raised from the doubt shall be saved, you have a purpose, whether you know it or not, to spread the gospel. And as we spread the gospel, as we continue to walk in the spirit, hallelujah, we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. As we continue to go through this earth, we're going to encounter people that are going to have questions. We're going to encounter those that do not believe in Jesus Christ. And they're going to have questions. They're going to want to understand why do you go to church? Why do you read the Bible? Why do you believe in Jesus Christ? But it's an opportunity for us to evangelize. That's why Paul said here, make the most of each opportunity. Every opportunity that you get the chance to tell somebody about Jesus is something special. It's something you should get excited about. Even as I'm sitting here on this uh, streaming platform, I'm speaking to you. You may be watching it live. You may be listening to it on the podcast. But somebody, my goal is that, Lord, lead somebody to listen that doesn't know you. And Father, as you bless me and give me words to speak and to expound on your word, God, I pray that souls would be saved. I pray that someone would be healed. I pray that someone would be delivered and set free in the name of Jesus. This is the purpose. This is the purpose of it all, that we're supposed to spread the gospel. So when we encounter non-believers, now, I have a few little focal points that I believe we need to focus on when we're speaking to the non-believers. Number one, you got to believe what you're talking about. When you say that you're a Christian, when you say that you love God, when you say that, that you're a disciple of Jesus Christ, that he saves you, cleans you up, you Holy Ghost feel, you got to have a faith. You shouldn't be talking about Jesus if you don't even believe what you're talking about. 
And to me, that's that's kind of goes into so many different realms in our everyday life. One thing that I can't stand to have somebody just talking to me just to be talking, that you just talking facts and knowledgeable things, but you may not even believe what you talk about. Hebrews 11 and 1 says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I got to have faith in what I believe. I'm not going to talk about the Bible. I'm not going to talk about Christ. I wouldn't be here on this platform if I didn't believe about Jesus. If I didn't have an up-to-date testimony, if I didn't have something to tell you that I've experienced to God. When I talk to those that question me about Christ, that question me about the Bible, those that are non-believers that are trying to understand, that are trying to draw nearer to God, I speak with so much passion. Many times when I get up and I minister and I preach, um, I, 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 there's a lot of energy. I'm excited because the gospel makes me excited. I believe that Jesus died. I believe that Jesus rose again. I believe that I've been washed in his blood. I believe that he was the perfect sacrifice. I serve a God that is not dead. I serve a risen savior. I believe that Jesus Christ is sitting on the right hand of God. I believe everything that is in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, I believe it. I've seen it move and function in my life. I have faith in the word. In Hebrews 11 and 6, it says, for without faith, it's impossible to please him. So in the Bible, if Christ said to go you all out and go you into all the world to preach the gospel, I got to have faith in the gospel. Every last part of it, the ministry of Jesus Christ, the, 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 the birth, the life, the ministry, the death, the resurrection, his second coming. I got to have faith to believe it. We have an easier time talking about something if you believe it. If you are a salesman, you got to believe in the product that you're selling. If you're going to be an effective salesman, believe in what you're selling. You got to believe in the product. Hopefully you got some experience with the product. You've used it. You've seen it function in your life. That's my excitement about Jesus Christ. When I go to spreading the gospel, when I get the opportunity to evangelize, when someone asks me about Jesus, I don't turn away and get upset. I don't sit there and be like, uh, uh, let, let me figure out what I'm going to say. I got a word. I'm looking every day. God, if you can give me a word to give to someone else, Lord, I am ready to go because I have the faith to believe that the same God, hallelujah, that the same Christ that is the Lord over my life can be the Lord over your life. And this life is much better with Jesus. Romans 1 and 16. It says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. If we're going to be ready to evangelize, we can't be ashamed of this gospel. We don't take the glorious light of Jesus Christ. We don't hide it. We don't sneak it. We don't, we don't walk around like we don't want people to know who we represent. I represent Jesus. I am a follower of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That's not something we should hide. We should want people to know. I know today in the world we live in, people are very just sensitive about religion, about talking about God. In some places, they don't want you to talk about religion. But if you ask me, Jesus can be a part of your everyday life. Jesus can be a part of every conversation. I could talk about God and everything because the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. It all belongs to God. So how do we as men, God, I give you praise, try to exclude God out of things. Everything that we have in this world, we don't have it if not for God. He is the creator of it all. Hallelujah. He the one that gave us the intelligence and the insight and the ability to build, to create, to innovate. So as far as I'm concerned, God can be fit in any situation. And I know some people say, oh, you shouldn't talk about him in word. You shouldn't talk about him in other places. And we're respective of that. But I'm not going to talk about him not because I don't know him. I know God. I know Jesus Christ. 
So, yeah, I respect your rules and your policies when I go in a certain venue, but I just want to put it out there. Jesus Christ, God, it's appropriate for every conversation. It's appropriate. Why won't you talk about Jesus? Why won't you talk about God? I said, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. There is so much power in the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ that those that do not believe, when they hear the gospel message, it has enough power to save their sin-sick soul. God, I give you praise. And it's us. We are the ones. The followers of Christ, the ones that know Jesus, we have to speak with power. We have to speak with authority. We have to speak with a faith and an assurance that I believe what I am talking about. Secondly, apply what you know. James 1 and 5 says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God to give it to all men liberally and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. What did Paul say here? Conduct yourself with wisdom in your interactions with outsiders, non-believers. Wisdom is taking what you know and knowing how to apply it, okay? 2 Timothy 2 and 15, let me show you how this is going to line up. Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. How can I give you the word of truth if I haven't studied, if I haven't understood? See, evangelize just ain't us talking about Jesus, but I got to get in my word. Now, am I saying just beat somebody down with scripture? No, but the Bible is the blueprint. That the best way for me to explain to you about Jesus, yes, I can give you my testimony. I can talk to you about Christ. But sometimes we just got to go to the book. Let me show you what the word says, how the word applies to your life. Do you know if the Bible can apply to every area of your life? That no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're dealing with, there is something in the Bible that has an answer for you. There is something in the word of God that's going to show you how to, how to navigate, that God has an answer for everything. And I know some people wouldn't believe that, but you've got to search the scriptures. My God. And if you don't have the wisdom, if you don't have the knowledge, the Bible says, ask God for it. There have been things in my life that I didn't know what to do, but I had to start praying. Lord, give me direction. Father, order my footsteps. Lord, I need you to lead me and to guide me in these areas of my life. Because, Father, I don't know what to do. And not only will God give me an answer, he'll take me to his word. I'll open my Bible. If for some reason I'll turn, you ever been going through something, open your Bible, and it's like you get right to the scripture or the story that you need to direct you, that you need to encourage you, that you need to just give you life in the middle of that situation. Isn't the Lord good? Isn't God amazing? So when we lack the wisdom of the understanding of the knowledge, Bible says, ask God. And then we're going to evangelize Lord, help me to be the place where I've studied to show myself approved because we got to be ready to give an answer. That's why Paul said you got to conduct yourself with wisdom. You got to always be ready to spread the gospel. You got to always be ready to evangelize. We don't know who we're going to encounter today, but somebody could be watching your life and approach you. Tell me about Jesus. Can you tell me about this God that you serve? Can you tell me why you live the life, why you don't do this, why you don't do that? I need you to tell me. And we have to be ready to respond. We have to be ready to give an answer. We have to be ready to talk to the non-believer and tell them why we're so happy, why we're so joyous, why we are just so filled with, with all of the goodness of Jesus Christ. Number three, let's be careful how we address others. And this is Colossians 4 and 6. It said, let your speech at all times be gracious and pleasant, seasoned with salt so that you will know how to answer each one who questions you. In Matthew 5 and 13, it says, you are the salt of the earth. Come on. But if the salt has lost its taste, 
purpose. Can I tell you on this morning that we as Christians, we as the children of God, we are the salt of the earth. When we talk about evangelizing and spreading the message, that's your purpose. Some people have limited their minds and they say, well, I'm not the pastor. I'm not the elder. I'm not the minister. I don't have a platform. I don't have the pulpit. But you could simply be talking to somebody in the grocery store. Have you known the Lord Jesus? Do you know? God bless you, woman of God. Good morning. Do you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior? You're the salt of the earth. That's why your speech got to be seasoned with salt. We have to get away from this part in life where when people don't believe or don't understand the Bible like you may understand, we can't get frustrated. I've seen Christians talk to people. I've seen those that are saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, and some of the meanest folks you've ever seen don't want to take the time to talk about why they're saved. Don't want to take the time to talk about God. You're already a believer. But what about those that don't believe? Jesus is not coming back down from heaven to go do his ministry again. That's why he has us here. We are his disciples. We're supposed to spread the gospel. And now in this world, we have so many platforms. Maybe you can't do it face to face, but you can do it through a social media platform. You can talk on the phone to somebody. Sometimes let's get on the phone and talk about Jesus. Let's take the opportunity to talk to our loved ones. Many of us are believers. We have people right in our families that don't believe in God, that don't believe in Jesus Christ. Some of our evangelists can start right in our homes, can start right at the family reunion. The weather's warming up. While you sit there at the barbecue, eating your hot dog, eating your rib, tell somebody about Jesus. Are you ready to evangelize? Are you ready to give your testimony? Do you have an up-to-date experience about Jesus Christ? And if you do, how do you display that message? Do you talk to people with an attitude? Do you come at them barking at them, judging them, condemning them? Get yourself together right now. You're going to die and go to hell. Can I tell you something? The message of, a, of the gospel of Jesus Christ is a message of love. It's a message that comes in peace. It's not a message that comes to offend. We have to be careful how we orchestrate and use the word of God. Sometimes we come in a way that could be so offensive where we have good intentions, but the methodology in which we do it is all wrong. And the person that comes to you could really want, they want exactly what you're talking about. I want to know about Jesus. But the way we've delivered it is all wrong. And we deliver it with such anger and we deliver it with such conviction. The word will work on its own. If we deliver that message with love, it said the salt of the earth, our purpose, how can it be salt? It is no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and walked on by people. When we don't deliver the message in the right way, then we've lost our purpose. I don't know about you, but I don't want to lose sight of the purpose why God placed me on this earth. I thank Jesus Christ that he saved me. So I believe that I have a purpose. I have a message that I'm supposed to tell somebody about Jesus. That when you look at my life, yes, I'm a father, I'm a husband, I'm all these other things. But most of all, I want you to see the God that sent me. God, I give you praise. Hallelujah. If you don't see God in my life, then I feel like I'm not fulfilling my purpose. You can say, oh, man, Jermaine Jackson is a wonderful father. He's a faithful husband. He's a good businessman. And that's all great. All those things are in the Bible. Those are the things God wants. But most of all, I want you to see God in my life. I want you to see Jesus Christ. I want to carry out the purpose and the commission of spreading the gospel. That if you don't see God in my life, then to me, all those other things are as dumb. I want you to see Christ more than anything in my life. Hallelujah. Number four, 
We must be able to discern Hebrews 4 and 12. For the word of God is living and active and full of power, making it operative, energizing and effective. Come on. The word of God, listen, it is sharper than any two-edged sword. It penetrates as far as the division of the soul and spirit, the completeness of a person. So the joints in the mirror, the deepest part, exposing and judging the very thoughts and intentions of the heart. We must be discerning when we are delivering the gospel of Jesus Christ. Some people will come to you and want questions, but you got some that just want to debate. They don't believe in the word. They don't believe in God. Am I saying don't give them an answer? No. But you have to know that I'm not finna go back and forth and argue with you about the word of God. Now, if there's something you don't understand and we can have a peaceable, loving, reasoning discussion where maybe you may not agree with something, we can discuss it. But if you want to argue and try to disprove the Bible, I'm not finna argue with you. I apply that in my regular life. There are some things that I'm just not going to go back and forth about. Is the, the gospel is a message of peace. It's a message of love. The Bible going to work on its own. But if you want to come to me and talk to me, well, I know he's saved and I don't believe in that. So I'm going to argue with him to disprove. And I believe in apologetics, the defense of the gospel. Amen. We should defend the gospel. Because well, anything you believe in, you should defend it. Many of us, we've seen our kids do things. The school may call, your child did this. What we sometimes do as parents, oh, not my baby. Uh-uh, not my child. We defend. That's how we should be about the Bible. Uh-uh, you ain't going to talk about Jesus like that. You ain't going to talk about God. But there's a point where you have to say, you know what? Let's agree to disagree. You, you believe or disbelieve that? I believe this. And we have to be able to discern that. We're not here to argue. We're not here to debate about certain things. But I, I can give you a discussion. I can give you my testimony. I can give you revelation into the word of God how God has <clears throat> revealed his word through us. I can do that. But if you want to just argue and fight for the sake of arguing, if I discern that, hey, I'm going to tap out. Not because I don't know the word, but I'm not here to fight. That, is, that isn't the spreading of the gospel. And you're going to encounter those that want to go back and forth in debate. Didn't Jesus go against the Sadducees and the Pharisees, those that wanted to debate and question him to put him in a negative light? You got some people that want to challenge you about Christ to see what you know, to try to make you look as if Christ is not real, as if you have no knowledge of him. But continue to pray, continue to ask God, Lord, give me the discernment. Let me encounter those, Lord, that really want the word. Hallelujah, Father, I give you praise. Lastly, be prepared to not be heard. What you mean, Brother Jermaine? You just sat here and gave us points on evangelizing, how we should be ready to defend the God, how we should be ready to give an answer. Hallelujah, God, I thank you. You, you done talked about all this in these last 20-some minutes. What you mean, do not be heard? <clears throat> Matthew 10 and 14. Jesus said this, And who shall ever shall not receive you, nor hear your words? When you depart out of that house, shake off the dust of your feet. There are some people that when you spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, and this is why I say this point for last, they're not going to want to hear it. They're not going to want to believe. And that's natural for all of us. There are some things in life that we hear about and we say, that just ain't for me. I don't, I don't believe in it. I don't get with it. So we have to be ready to be rejected. We have to be ready to be despised. I want to encourage you to not be discouraged. That when you talk about the gospel, when you talk about what God has done in your life, when you talk about your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, 
be prepared for those. Hey, 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 I, I don't want to hear nothing about that, Jesus. I, I don't want to hear nothing about your Bible. I don't want to hear that, that that's good. You got a relationship with him, <clears throat> but I don't want to hear about that right now. Can we talk about something else? We can't get just so broken. It hurts because you want people to express and feel the same joy that you feel. What did we say? This joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. We want somebody else to feel and experience what we feel. It's always wonderful when you have some good news or something great has happened to you and you can share that news with somebody else. And based off just human interaction, we love to see people have that same joy. That's why it's such a blessing when we get to go to church, to the physical building and come with the body of Christ and fellowship because we are worshiping the same God. We all have that same joy and inspiration. We love Christ. So we come together to talk about him, to hear the word of God, to fellowship together because we all believe and have this in the same one, Jesus Christ. We all are sharing in this experience. We lay hold on eternal life. So that fellowship is wonderful. So you want other people to connect with to talk about Jesus, to talk about God, to talk about the Bible, because it invigorates us. It makes us feel great. But there are some people that are not going to believe. And Jesus said, when they shall not receive you, when they won't hear your words, depart of that house or city and shake the dust off your feet. Jesus didn't say talk about them. He didn't say slander their name. He didn't say have an attitude toward them. Shake the dust off your feet. He said, go your way. Let's not get offended for those that don't receive it. Some people are not going to believe. When Jesus had the verse where he said that a prophet is without honor, even within his own country. And it goes down later in those verses. It says he could not do many miracles because of their unbelief, except pray for a few sick folk. So even sometimes when we come amongst our families and those that are that know us, they may have seen your life before Christ. They really believe something has changed in you because they do you ever get those people that man, something different about you, something changed. You ain't the same no more. They knew your life before Christ and now they see you now and they see the evidence that God has done something in your life. They know you, known you for the last 30 years and know that God has done something wonderful in your life. But guess what? That don't mean that they want it. And I know that's hard sometimes because if it's anybody we want to share the good news of the gospel with, we should be with our husband or our wife, our parents, grandparents, aunties, uncle, brothers, sisters, nieces, nephews, our children. But sometimes they do not want to hear it. And I'm a witness to that. And I always my prayers always, God, when I speak on whatever platform, Father, I want to reach at least one person. Yes. Do I want to reach the thousands, the millions, the hundreds? I absolutely do. But God, can I reach one that when I speak on your gospel, because I'm not ashamed of it, Lord, I'm ready. I have an answer to anyone that questioned me about your word. God, I promise that I have an answer. Hallelujah. God, I give you praise. And Father, my prayer is that they would hear you. It ain't so much about me, but God, speak through me that they may hear you and receive and experience the power of God through my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So I ask you the question again, are you ready to evangelize? That when you encounter those that have questions, remember, it said, let your speech be gracious and pleasant, seasoned with salt, so that you will know how to answer each one who questions you. Be prepared 
to be questioned about Jesus. Be prepared to be questioned about the Bible. Be prepared to be questioned about your faith. How will you respond? Our response, the tone of our voice and how we answer could be so intricate on whether or not someone is drawn to Jesus Christ. Don't let you, your personality, you got the word of God. You say you're a believer. You know that God is moving and working in your life. You absolutely know it. But let not allow, let's, let us not allow ourselves to get in between. God could be putting you in places, situations, areas, saying that I put you here for the particular reason of spreading the gospel. And if you say things with peace and love, if you study to show that self-approved, if you come with faith and energy, believe in everything that my Bible says, if you do it the way that I'm leading you to do it, souls are going to be drawn to me. Souls are going to be converted. People are going to get delivered and set free and set free through your ministry, through the way that you serve. But if we get in the middle of that because of our emotions, our attitude, our disposition, we'll lose our witness. God, I thank you. Let us not put ourselves in a position to lose our witness because we got in the way of the purpose that God put us here for. It's not always about our agenda, but I want you to know as you hear the sound of my voice, you've got a purpose in God. God just didn't put you on this earth to take your belief in Christ and just hold it to yourself. God wants you to release it. He wants you to testify. He wants you to speak on the goodness of the Lord. And I guarantee you that if we do it, that souls are going to be saved. When we pray, bodies are going to be healed. People are going to be delivered. The devil's going to be cast out. He's going to do it. So are you ready to evangelize? Father, I praise you. I magnify you. And I thank you for the word on this morning, God. Lord, I thank you for my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And Father, as we go into this world, Lord, we will do the Great Commission. We will go ye out into all of the world and preach the gospel. Father, we will continue to go forth and baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And Father, I pray that you will word our mouths, O oh God, that every person that we encounter, Lord, that we know how to speak to them. Let us have the right tone of voice. Let us even have the right look on our faces, God. Lord, the message of the gospel is a message of grace and love. It's not a message with an attitude. It's not a message with an ulterior motive. Father, let us never use your word, God, with an ulterior motive and be selfish with your word to get what we want out of it, oh God. But Father, it is through the message of the gospel, Lord, that many of us were saved, that we came into the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that there was someone who came and spoke to us, oh God, hallelujah. That we at one time were in our sin, oh God. We at one time may have not believed, oh God. Some of us even grew up in church all our lives, God. But there came a point where we didn't believe. But Father, we are saved by grace. Lord, it's not by works that any of us should both, oh God. That's how we were saved, Lord, by grace. And we heard a message, God. You got our attention, Lord. That in the day when we heard your voice, Lord, we didn't harden our hearts, oh God. So Father, let us not reciprocate. 
that same message, oh God, that others might be saved, that others might know about this joy, that others might know about this life, that others may feel the security, oh God, hallelujah, that others might know what it is to be hidden under the shadow of the almighty God, that no matter what they are going through, that God, you will never leave them nor forsake them, God, that they can know that you won't put more on them than they are able to bear. Father, give us the words and how to say them, Lord, hallelujah. Let us be careful with our actions, oh God. Let us be careful with our response to everything, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Father, we know that our lives are a written epistle before man. So, Father, let us continue to deny ourselves each and every day that in our daily life and everything that we say, that we do, the way that we move, the decisions that we make. Father, let you be glorified that people may see Christ in every area of our lives in the name of Jesus. And Father, I give you the praise. I give you the glory and I give you the honor. And I thank you on this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless each and every one of you. Uh, if you're watching this on replay, I thank God for you. Remember, uh, the question is, how can I pray for you? If you look at this live video, you will see the ticker going across. How can I pray? If you put your prayer request in the chat, in the chat, you can uh, hit me on uh, Facebook Messenger. Um, you can go into my inbox and I will stand in prayer with you. Amen. Hallelujah. And as the message went forth, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, always say you can make one of the best decisions of your life. It says in Romans, the 10th chapter and the ninth verse, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. You can make one of the best decisions ever and make Jesus Christ the Lord over your life. And let him begin to rule and reign on your life. Let Continue to let God lead you throughout this life. It's the best decision that you can make. So today I offer unto you, Jesus Christ. Amen. Remember, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for watching Facebook Live, YouTube. You can also listen on your podcast platforms. That is on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, Google, and iHeartRadio. Search New Beginnings Podcast with Jay Jackson. Thank you for your support. Remember to share. Share the gospel message. Maybe you don't have the words, but you heard the word on today. And you can share this message to your pages, to your streaming platform, so that somewhere, someone else may hear the gospel message of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And now unto him that is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, I say, be the glory, majesty, dominion, and power, both now and ever. Amen. God bless you. I love you with the love of Christ. Thank you for support for your support. Once again, I always want to thank those that uh, stream, that watch, that uh, will send messages in my inbox telling me they enjoyed the word. I appreciate it. It encourages me to continue to go forth and fulfill my purpose. So I love you and I will see you next week on Testimonial Tuesday.